Welcome to Brad Speaks. Presenting the way to think about politics so you will know what to think. Now your host, Brad Job. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, children, everyone. I want to welcome sixth graders, fourth graders, second graders, grad students, medical students, PhD students to this program because this is where you come to enjoy not having to watch, listen, read everything that's going on in the country and you can come right here and understand everything that's going on in the news that's important. We've got a serious problem in this country. I want to read something, and I've done this before, but I want to, I want you to understand. In this program, we are lovers of the Constitution. There are five freedoms that are guaranteed in the First Amendment of the Constitution because they're recognized as given to us by God. Let's read the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people to peacefully assemble, and to petition the government for redress of grievances. It's very important to me that everyone who listens to this program understands those five freedoms that are guaranteed to us in the First Amendment, that are acknowledged in the First Amendment, that have been granted to us by God. Let's go through that one more time. The freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, the freedom of people to peacefully assemble, and the freedom of the people to go to the government for a redress of grievances. I don't know that a lot of people understand the attack, the onslaught, and the absolute warfare that is going on by the left in this country today against the First Amendment, against the Constitution. Most of you probably know, but I want everyone to know the attack that's going. It's a daily tool of the left that's going after the First Amendment. We've got... Don't forget about the Disinformation Governance Board. New Jersey has introduced a bill that would require schools to teach students media literacy in order to distinguish between fact and fiction. We have government schools, and you can't call it. If, if, if somebody says, it's not a government school, well, they, damn well it is. Who's funding it? The taxpayers. Where's the taxpayers' money go? The government. Who funds the schools? The government. So it's a government school. It's okay to say that. Don't be afraid to say it's a government school. If you go to this public school and it's funded by taxpayers, it's a government school. It's not. That's not a pejorative term. It shouldn't be. It is to me, but it shouldn't be. It only has been in about the last 15 years after we've learned about what the National Education Association and their ilk have done and how they're propping up politicians on the left to teach our children crap that we don't want them to be taught. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Don't forget about the disinformation government board. Uh, the Biden administration drops a half a million dollars 
on artificial intelligence that detects mic detects microaggressions on social media. If the government, <laughs> who 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 is it? Everybody knows. Look, I just need to talk to you, Stroke. Who is it really right now that it's on social media? What is it? TikTok. Uh, Facebook's for old people. There's no young people in that. Snapchat. And I got to say, I've got two. I've got my daughter and my daughter from another mother in the studio tonight listening to this program. So you've got Snapchat, Facebook. What's What else is the TikTok. TikTok? That's right. That's a whole other. Instagram. Twitter, yeah, Twitter, WhatsApp. Well, WhatsApp is pretty secure. Our children are on these things every day, and that's how they're getting their information, unless you provide it to them. So the Biden administration wants to drop a half million dollars on artificial intelligence that detects microaggressions on social media, and we will get into that. That's really going to be a good, fun topic. Let's start with that. The Biden administration is set to give out more than $550,000 in grants to develop an artificial intelligence model that can automatically detect and suppress microaggressions microaggressions on social media. Government documents show. Government documents show it because it's in it was in, in the omnibus bill. But what the hell is a microaggression? What the hell does the government have anything to do the Biden administration set out to dole out more than $550,000 in grants to develop an artificial intelligence model that can automatically detect and suppress microaggressions. Microaggressions? What the hell is a microaggression? Where'd that come from? It came from the universities. Academia. Liberal academia. Don't send your kids to school without a, a firm foundation in truth or you'll lose them in academia. So, alright, so that's where microaggressions came from. Somebody with some grant somewhere came up with the word microaggression, and now it's spread through society. And now we're teaching, now we have a government, now the entire government, the United States government, is paying over a half million dollars to a study to, to find microaggressions on social media. The award, they call it an award. What the hell? How the hell do you call this an award? $550,000 is an award. An award from the government. Yay, you did something great. Yeah, so it's an award. Award from the government. Founded through President Joe Biden's, yes, Brandon himself. Brandon. Go, Brandon. Go, Brandon. Yeah, piece of crap. I, I'm, I'm trying to calm myself. Yeah, so, so, so Brandon, the Brandon administration in the omnibus bill was granted, this money was granted to researchers Researchers? Researchers? No, they're called grifters. Grifters. They're grifters. They're academicians. They're people that can't do, so they teach. And I don't mean that about everybody out there. I don't mean that about every teacher and every professor out there, but I mean it about these people. These people are grifters. The Biden administration is set to dole out more than $550,000 in grants. This is what grifting is in academia. They get grants to further liberalism. These researchers, we just went over what researchers were. These aren't researchers. They're grifters. We just established that. 
to develop machine learning models that can analyze social media posts to detect implicit bias and microaggressions. Okay, so let's back up for a second. And I'm going to calm down. The United States government, <laughs> which is the taxpayers, which is you, which is me. Okay. The United States government doesn't give anybody anything. Expletives deleted. To analyze, and <sighs> I can't wrap my head around it, y'all. It's mind-boggling. It is, is absolutely, I'm trying to think of something other word than insane. To analyze social media posts. To detect implicit bias and microaggressions. To analyze and detect implicit bias and microaggressions. You know what? Let's just stop there. You got a minute? I got a minute. What's a microaggression? What is a microaggression? What do academicians... What are these people, these people in academia? What are they teaching our children? What are you paying? If you're, if you're a father out there or a mother or parents or grandparents that are sending your children to a university or a college, what are you sending them? Why are you sending them there? What are they learning? And it's not just college. And it's not just universities. It's not your... Your, your community schools. It's not just your high schools. It's not just now your middle schools. We know that. If you listen to this program, you understand this is now being taught in elementary schools. What is a microaggression? Why? What do you think the United States government is providing over half a million dollars to anal to 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 researchers to develop machine learning models that can analyze social media posts to detect implicit bias and microaggressions. Now you say, well, what does that have to do with public education? <laughs> well, public education is there now, as we know. To teach our kids against using these microaggressions. To teach them against using implicit bias. Whatever the hell that means. So that that implicit bias and those microaggressions will, on a scale, have a descending level if they're successful in their minds in college or on social media. What <laughs> you say, well, Brad, what are you talking about? What's a microaggression? Why are these kids, why are schools teaching our kids to have not implicit bias and use fewer microaggressions or be taught fewer microaggressions? They're not teaching you, they're not teaching your kids. These aren't words they're teaching our kids, they're thoughts. It's a uh, it's implicit by their actions and by their funding to teach our kids. To think the way the government wants us to think. So, what's a microaggression? Brad, will you just stop? Will you tell us what a microaggression is? Alright, I'll give you some examples. If you ask somebody, where are you from? That's a microaggression. 
Because that's what they say. It's a microaggression because you may not be an American. Where were you born? You speak good English. Quote, you speak good English. So if I go to someone that I interact with on a daily basis and I say, man, you really speak good English. I'm proud of you for that. I have people that work for me that speak really good English. and I'm very proud of them. They speak better English than some of the folks that I interact with that have been born here. That's now a microaggression, right? A person asking an Asian American to teach them words in their native language is now a microaggression. You're a credit to your race. You are so articulate. Now it's a microaggression. You can't say those things. I remember in high school when I learned the definition of a meritocracy. Meritocracy, for those who don't know... It's a society based on merit. Merit. You are what you get. And that's based, that's a, that's a building block of capitalism and the American spirit. But you can't use that anymore because it's a microaggression if you say, I believe the most qualified person should get the job. Well, that's a microaggression because people of color are given extra unfair benefits because of their race. People of color are lazy and are incompetent and need to work. That's the implication that they say this microaggression implies. Asking a black person, Why do you have to be so loud and animated? Just calm down. So the message that they say these microaggre- that, micro- that particular microaggression is you need to assimilate to the dominant culture. Leave your cultural baggage aside. The language... The, the left hates they want to cancel. The word canceling, the word changing, the definitions of words. That's how they change the conversation because as we've spoken about, if you define words, you define the conversation. And that leads us to this. A new bill in New Jersey would require schools to teach students media literacy in order to distinguish between fact and fiction. I really don't know where to begin I do know where to begin. I just don't know if anybody out there wants to listen to this besides the folks y'all listening right now. This this absolutely incenses me. There is no vocabulary that the left hasn't changed except the word incense to me to describe this. A new bill in New Jersey will require, require, all right, schools to teach students media literacy in order to distinguish between fact and fiction. Alright? My daddy taught me. My mama taught me how to distinguish between facts and fiction. The Bible taught me how to distinguish between fact and fiction. It's called discernment. I don't need government schools to teach my kids, your kids, or your mama's kids, or anybody else's kids how to decide, how to discern what the difference between fact and fiction You know why? Because the government isn't going to teach you the difference. They're not going to teach your kids how to distinguish the difference between fact and fiction. Do you know what they're going to teach their kids under this bill that we're about to talk about? They're going to teach your kids what the government says is fact and fiction. What the government wants you, your children, to think is fact and fiction which includes drag queens in the library and everything's okay and this is all good and there's 18 genders 64 genders that's that's the fact that'll be a fact then if they wanted to teach you that they want to teach your children 
to discern between fact and fiction. And fact and fiction, according to the government, is now, which we all know, is there 64 genders. How the hell is does this even happen? How does this happen? Let's stop for a second. I'm going to calm down and we're going to get back into this. You know how this happens, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-transgender people. If you're transgender and you, if you think that, then you need help. Go get help. I'm talking to you, but I'm telling you you need help. If the government, if any government on this planet, in whatever country you are, decides to set up a program to teach your children in a school that's funded with taxpayer money. Let's call it public schools to be nice. Government schools to be pejorative. But that's what it is. It's not... <laughs> you've got to understand something. You've got to understand that the government is not there to teach your children. You are. Alright? Take this down a second. When the government and you allow it to teach your kids discernment, to distinguish right from wrong, truth from falsehoods, you have failed. You have absolutely failed. We can all fail in so many ways. I fail every day. I make more mistakes. I say this all the time. I make more mistakes before 8 o'clock in the morning than most people make in a month. And that's okay. One thing I don't do and one of the things that I, I'm good at, we're all good at different things, is discernment. And I sure as hell don't want the government teaching my children discernment, right from wrong. Because they're not teaching our children right from wrong. They're teaching them what they want, what the secular society wants to be taught is right and wrong. They want, the, what the difference between right and wrong is there's, you're wrong if you say there are two genders. That's what the government wants, is not wants. It's what this program is to teach your kids that there's 64, 87, however many genders. No! There's two! There are two genders. There's a right and wrong, and the government doesn't need to be teaching our kids this stuff. They need to be teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. Just like I always used to. I want to take my kids to school so they learn how to write. So they know how to read. And so they can do basic math. Other than that, stay away from my kids. Leave the kids alone, as Roger Waters said. The great man from Pink Floyd. The communist he is. He at least came up with a great phrase. Leave them kids alone. It's sickening what's going on. Consi all right. and, and so the article goes on. Consider our daily use of mobile phones, the internet, social media. Not to mention our evolving information practices in schools, workplaces, businesses, and organizations, said Catherine Baird. And we're going to go into who she is in a few minutes. An academic librarian at Montclair State University. It's important to be aware, she said, of, of and reflect upon all of our intersecting and overlapping information worlds and to explicitly teach information literacy at all levels of education. This bitch just needs to leave our kids alone. The government needs to leave our kids alone. I don't need you to teach information literacy to kindergartners. But she wants to. Not just college people, but she's tr she's trickling down. Not in the Ronald Reagan economic trickle down economic thing. Well, he actually is. Yeah, I've yeah, just coined that phrase. I should do that because I'm great. 
because God gave me greatness. This is called education trickle-down. Trickle-down education. I just coined the phrase. I'm going to copyright it. Trickle-down education. There we go. We have trickle-down education, and I'm about to prove it. She said that uh, teaching information and media literacy to students from a young age will prepare them for a smoother and easier transition into college, she said. I anticipate that it will make it easier for those of us teaching information literacy in higher education to align our efforts with our high school partners. Well, what the hell is a high school partner? What is this? Let's go back. It's important to be aware of and reflect upon all of our intersecting. You want intersectionality. As if you don't, then we'll talk about that later. Intersectionality is like a perverted view of the world. Intersecting and overlapping information worlds and to explicitly teach information literacy at all levels, all levels of education. I anticipate it will make it easier for those of us teaching information literacy in higher education to align our efforts with our high school partners. Well, back up, bitch, because you just said all levels of education. Now you say high school. You know what happens? Because I can listen to people, and I know when they say something, and I know how to discern it. She just backed up. We caught crawfishing in Fayette County, Tennessee. Yeah, we're country. I don't care. You know why you caught crawfish? Because a crawfish walks backwards. You ever try to catch a crawfish in, 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 in a little stream when you're going, you're going fishing and you run out of bait? Well, a crawfish goes backwards, so he back, he back, he, he goes backwards. She's crawfishing, but she's crawfishing and trying to to deceive us because that's that's what they do. They are deceivers. So now she says, in high school partner, our high school partner. But if you back up five seconds, she says to explicitly teach information literacy to all levels of education. But then she realized if you learn to listen to the left, learn to listen, listen, listen to the left, listen to people when they say things. She said all levels of education. And then in her brain, she's like, oh, hold on a second. I got to just limit that. But she, but. You said what she said? You know, and you know damn well she's not just talking about high schoolers. So she goes back to all... She instead, So she tries to erase all levels of education. And she says, to align her efforts with her high school partners. This woman wants to take your high school kids, your middle school kids, your elementary school kids, and before that, pre-K. The, the left wants pre-K. They won't, and one of the reasons they won't pre-K is so they can begin the indoctrination of leftism, liberalism, and governmentism to these children and control what they're taught. My mother is a wonderful person. She's a teacher, and she's taught children all her life pre-K. The levels of government intervention that she has experienced would blow your mind. This is just one next step for the government to hit your kids. Let's take a look at Catherine Baird, this lady who is the, 
academic librarian at Montclair State University. Let's take a look at who she is. If you do a little research, you will find out what you already figured out. If you have discernment, that this woman is off the charts commie. Commie. When I say commie, yes. I, if that's slander, let her come after me. I'll give her my address. She can come over here and talk to me. But I'm just going to use her own words. This is her own words. She provides leadership and support for online teaching and learning related to information literacy and library instruction. Her research focuses on understanding the behavior of information seekers and researchers. Quote, all right, researchers, that means anybody in academia that she wants to control, improving their online user experience. She blends this interest with a passion for teaching information literacy. I don't need you to teach me information literacy. When I went to school, nobody had to teach me how to discern. What the hell? What the hell is information literacy? Information literacy is getting a grant from the government to teach you what they want you to know. She blends this interest with a passion for teaching information literacy intersectionality. Ooh, an intersectionality. Racial bias on youth, families, organizations, and communities. It will consider the dominant narratives that further disparities in safety, education, physical, and mental health, and opportunity for those who live at the intersections of discriminated identities, such as gender, race, age, ethnicity, culture, sexual orientation, and gender identity. What in the hell? Where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong in this country to separate everybody into groups? Why aren't we Americans? Because liberalism. Because the left. Because of Democrats. That's why this happened. Why can't we just be one, one people? There's a good answer in this particular explanation is money. You got a half million dollars. You get a half million dollars if you do a study on this. Through an exploration of implicit bias, participants will recognize how internal and often hidden assumptions <laughs> around gender and race will harm relationships and add further trauma and disconnection for youths and adults with intersectional identities. Back up. Often hidden assumptions. Often hidden assumptions. So they got a government grant over a half a million dollars to, to teach our children that there are often hidden assumptions. What the hell is an often hidden assumption? Well, they just said their race, gender, ethnicity, cultural, sexual orientation. What it boils down to is you're stupid. Your parents are wrong. The Bible's wrong. If you went to Sunday school, they're crazy. So we need to get rid of the uh, of religion. And, and Karl Marx said it better than anybody. As far as the left is concerned, religion is the opiate of society. And these people are bringing that to the United States of America and making it more real than you've ever known. And if you think I'm wrong, then you just keep living for about 10 years and you're about to find out. Have you seen the COVID? Remember COVID? The Supreme Court had to overturn New York and other decisions that you couldn't go to church. You can't go to church. You can't worship. Because they want control. They use that as an opportunity. You, you couldn't go to church. You couldn't go to church. But you know where you could go? You could go to the grocery store. 
You could go everywhere else the government wanted you to. And thank God we had a Supreme Court, literally, I'm not taking his name in vain, that we now, if there's one positive thing that came out of this farce, which is COVID, is that we've now got Supreme Court decisions that say that you don't even know why the hell we had to have these Supreme Court decisions that say states cannot tell you you can't go to church. This woman goes on to say, the training she got a government grant for is to provide knowledge and skill building to promote healthy youth development, empathy, and allyship for youth of color and LGBTQ+. I'm going to add apristans and uh, hyphens and numbers 8, 9, 10 and whatever the hell else they want to come up with to confuse our kids. All right? Because this is about kids. This is about this is about education. This is about educating people. Generally, people over about 25 don't go to school to get educated. This is about youth. And it says it. There's youth. The The word youth appears in this article so many times. To reduce gender and racial bias and to build resilience and effectiveness within organizational culture and youth services. To build resilience and effectiveness within organizational culture, and youth services. This is called government indoctrination. There's the, you know, I, when I was in fourth grade, I used to like, a, there was a thing called garbage pail kids. And my mom and daddy didn't like it. I love garbage pail kids. I have some, when, I tell you what, when eBay came out, I bought the first series of Garbage Pail Kids, and I've, I've got a mint condition set of the first series that I never got because I came into it just a little bit late. You know what Garbage Pail Kids are now? Leftists. Democrats. These, these uh, imposters. They are. They're charlatans. These people that pretend to care about you only care about one damn thing, and that's about imputing and indoctrinating you to their agenda and confusing you by using cultural alienation. That is what it is. It's cultural alienation. They are, if you're conservative, they want to alienate you. They want to alienate your children, which is more important to me in this conversation. They want to alienate your children from every other kid so they can't stand up and say, this is crap. This is garbage. All this stuff that you want to say to us, all these genders, all this other stuff. Jesus, oh, Lord, don't say that word. They want to alienate your children and make them feel as an outcast if they go to school and stand up and say something that the left doesn't like. Don't forget about the Disinformation Governance Board. Oh, remember her. Oh, that, that, that little girl that sang the song, Nina Jankowitz. That's, yeah, I remember. That's, that's who it was. Nina Jankowitz. She, she had a good voice. She should have stuck to singing. Uh, and she was named executive director <laughs> of the Disinformation Governance Board through the DHS, the United States Department of Homeland Security. This is old news, but it's relevant. Because it's relevant to today because they will not stop. That got disbanded because it came out because of a hearing in the Senate 
And they said, what the hell are you talking about? A disinformation governance board. But they're not going to stop. That got disbanded. They threw that out. It's absolutely ridiculous. What the hell is misinformation? And what the hell does the government, the United States government, under the Constitution of the United States, have to do with telling me what the hell is again from disinformation, information, misinformation, anything else? We have a First Amendment. We have freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Everybody say it. One, two, three. All right, I'm going to say I'm going to count down to three, and I want everybody to say it. One, two. I said count down. I counted up. I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. Freedom of speech. It means something. Freedom means something. Freedom of speech. Dang it. Freedom of speech. We can say what we want. And when the government comes in and tries to tell you you can't say something, there's a reason. There's a reason why the government doesn't want to take... There's a reason why the government will come in and tell you you can't say something. It's because they're scared of you. It's because they're scared you'll have too much power. They're scared of the Constitution. They're scared of the revolutionaries. The guys that gave us this, that recognized it, they didn't give us this. The Constitution doesn't give us these, these rights. The Constitution recognized these rights. And it put it in, in writing and said you can say what you want to. And now the government is telling you you can't say what you want to. Misinformation. It's a subjective flight of fancy for ex-government bureaucrats and Twitter, if you will, to monitor and censor what you and I can say. Everybody has the right to their own opinion. Everybody. If you don't, if you don't agree with me, come on. Come on. Come to the studio. We'll talk about it. But don't try to shut me down, damn it. Don't try. I'm not going to try to shut you down. All perspectives are equal. Your perspective is just as good as mine. I want more speech, not less. We have information privilege in this country now. There is a privilege for information. For information in this country, there's a privilege. Certain people get to say what they want to and other people don't. How in the absolute hell did that happen with us living under the Constitution of the uh, the United States of America? Do you even know how this happened? You know, we got these rights. Do you understand that? And now we have information privilege. You talk about white privilege? Gender privilege? Cis man privilege? Whatever you want to talk about privilege? Now we've got information privilege. I think that's insanity, but that's what we have. And I'm trying to come up with a synonymous word for insanity. I don't. I can't come up with one because that's what it is. Evil. I'll say it. I will say it. it this is this is this is straight up Luciferian-driven politics to subvert and go against the Constitution of the United States of America. These people have said that they want their goal is for kids to enter college with a realist position and exit college with an evaluative position. Now, on the surface, that sounds like a pretty good thing. You know, you enter college with one thing and you go out thinking something else. I don't want you to, to influence my children on how they think or what they think. I just want you to educate them. 
on an evaluative position, what they mean is they want you to evaluate how the oppression, the the way that people are oppressed, who they wake up every day that are downtrodden. They don't want you to look, they don't want your kids to look at how great this country is. How the Constitution came to be what it was. Oppression. It's oppression. Everyone's oppressed. You wake up in the morning. How am I oppressed today? I ain't oppressed. I have problems. I got problems. I I can't tell you how many problems I have. And like I said, I make more mistakes before 8 o'clock than everybody else does in two weeks. But I'm going to tell you what. I had a guy in my office two or three days ago delivered me some bad news and i looked square in his damn eye and i'm sitting looking at the desk he was sitting in and i said i'll guarantee you one thing you see my office he looked around i don't i can't tell you how many flags i have in here and i told him i said i don't care what you do to me and this was some bad news i don't care what you do to me as long as christ is on the throne and I'm an American, there's nothing you can do to hold me down. But these people are teaching our kids to wake up every morning and find out ways to bitch, ways to get away from crap. If something goes wrong with them, they fail a test, or something happens, they don't get a job, or they get fired, it's somebody else's fault. It's America's fault. It's this country's fault. This country screwed them. How can I blame somebody else? I need to get more money. I need to get this. I need to get that. The government's got to help me there. This white guy over here did that. That cisgender, whatever the hell the guy, this white male did this to me. Instead of building people up, the government is tearing people down. They are dividing us in a way I have never imagined possible. And I've made predictions. and They've all come true. I don't know what the hell's going to happen in 20 years. I honestly don't. I used to be able to 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 go into an argument with people and argue both sides. And that was cool. Whether it be abortion, affirmative action, the Iraq war, gay marriage. I'm funding National Endowment for the Arts. That was a good one. And everybody, when I was in school, high school or college, we went into it with the realization that we're going to go into this thing and it'd be okay. But now, what we have, try to do that in college now. Go into a college classroom and argue abortion or, or the pro-life position or a be opposed to gay marriage or, or affirmative action, which is before the Supreme Court now. If you disagree with what the gov- it's now government-funded thinking tells you, you're an outcast. You get run off campus. We look at Ann Coulter, Ben Shapiro. But God forbid I try to go on the, on the college campus. You can't do it. They, these folks can't do it. But be Noam Chomsky. Anybody. Freaking Che Guevara. If you brought Che Guevara to the country right now, if you could resurrect his ass, oh, he'd be met with, with a damn ticker tape parade. But if somebody sums up and says, hey, I, I, I like babies, then they'll be outcast. And they'll, they'll be run off campus and they won't be able to be there. This is outright. This is what's going on.
Because it's state censorship. I don't know what we're going to do. We, we need more people. We need to have people fight. We need to have people stand up. You know what? I saw a guy today. I took my daughter and my other my daughter from another mother that took care of my 17-month-old. And they we went to the Titans-Cowboys game and went to a gas station. And there was a guy that looked like a pretty conservative fella. And I walked up to him and I said, Man, I want to tell you, he had a big flag on the back of his truck. Conservative American. I mean, just a good old boy. And I, I pulled up next to him and I rubbed my window down and he came up. And I said, Listen, I appreciate you. He looked about my age, about 45. And I said, but you and I can be cool. But one thing that we've got to do to perpetuate this thing, you know, putting your putting that flag on your car and saying, hey, you know, I love America. That's all good and fun. And it is. And we ought to do it. But I looked at him and I said, look, I just drove up next to him. He's a gas pump. And I pulled up. I said, but do me a favor. Tell a kid. Teach a child. Tell a kid, any kid, I don't care who it is, influence a child. Because you and I, looking cool in our trucks with a flag, ain't doing a damn thing unless we perpetuate this thing. And when I say this thing, I'm talking about freedom. That's got to happen. These demented, deranged policies that the left is bringing on, this is not a pulpit. But I'm telling you, we're not fighting flesh and blood. These leftists, this ins- ridiculous weirdness that we're seeing going on that's reached, I think, a tipping point now to where they're taking over, they're, they're going after our children with no compunction and with impunity. I'm here to stop that. I don't want them to do it with impunity. They will do it without compunction. But it won't be without it won't be with impunity. I want to hold these people to account. I want them to be exposed and I want everyone else to know that. And I want you to teach your kids. There's absolutely no wisdom in what these people are doing. It's anti-wisdom. It's a just a daily lottery of what my dad used to call Barbara Streisand. Yeah, it's BS. It's a, you wake up. And it's like, you roll the dice on where the Barbra Streisand is going to land. Where is the bullshit going to land? And now, it used to be in one corner or another corner, but now it's just everywhere. It's all over the place. Whether it be foreign policy, domestic policy, your school, your middle school, your elementary school, your high school. This is their methodology. The methodology of the left, which a lot of us already knew, is to... Just throw the dice, throw everything up against the wall, see what sticks, what doesn't stick, make it stick somewhere else. And now it's sticking everywhere because people like us don't care. We don't stand up. We don't teach our kids. We're not saying anything. We're not standing up. We're not pushing back. Yeah, you got a couple folks out there. You got Ted Cruz. You got Governor Yunkin. That's great. Good for him. He won by a point and a half. Why didn't he win by 20 points? Terry McCoff goes up there and says, Hey, parents don't have any say in what you're teaching your children. Why was he not run off on a rail 
into the damn ocean. How the hell did he lose only by a point and a half, two points? And the conservatives are like, hey, we won one. We didn't, yeah, we won one by two points. How the hell does this happen? The Democrats, the left, they will not stop. They won't. They won't stop. They're not going to stop. You think they're going to stop? Do you think there's going to be a point to which they're like, okay, well, now you can marry a duck. All right, okay, we gave you the duck. Gave you the duck. I mean, you can already marry a dude. Two dudes can get married. I don't even know how. Okay, now what? You think they're going to stop there? They're not going to stop into the in, until. I don't know how the hell worse this can go. I think my worst case scenario in my life, which I probably will see, is that there's two dads that are woke, hate the police, they can't eat meat. That'll be a they don't eat meat. They give their adopted boys almond milk because you know you can't take milk from a, a cow. So you know cow flagellants and, and climate change. <laughs> They gotta ask them daily if they're okay with being boys. So they got you got two dudes that are married. They got they adopted two boys. I don't know where the hell they came from. They can't eat meat. They they, they don't eat regular. They don't drink milk from cows. And they ask them every day if they're okay. Like they're okay if if they're boys and like if they but they're gonna they won't stop until they turn them into weirdos. And then they'll let them suck on their nipples. If you think I'm crazy, and if that offended you, then it damn well should, because it happens. Google it. And if you say they can't suck on my nip, there's, there's, dude, I'm telling you, you Google it. These freaking weirdos adopt children, let them suck on their nipples, and they think that they can lactate. And if you say they can't, then you're the asshole. I mean, my brother used to say that. He used to get pissed off about things. I mean, oh, I'm the asshole. But he wasn't. Now I'm the asshole. Because like, there's these weirdo psychopaths adopt children, let them suck on their nipples, and they think they can lactate, and they put it in the paper, and, and they're, they're venerated. They're lifted up on this lofty perch in the media, and our children see this, and they think it's normal because their parents aren't teaching them. The government's teaching them. The schools are teaching them. Where did we go wrong? They're trying to create this narrative that this is normal. This is not normal. But it could become normal. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's right. But this could become normal. The left is after our children and after us, after you after society, after normal, after America, after the Constitution, thereafter the erasure of truth, there will be no morality, and eventually their goal of erasing God. Mark my words. Unless the government erases my words. They are literally, absolutely, 100% trying to create a narrative that all this demented crap is normal. And I take an enormous amount of umbrage to those who are vandalizing our children. They're molesting our culture. Maybe one day we can come together and uh, have a, a, a good time. I hope you enjoy the... Uh, I gotta calm down a little bit my heart first. 
I want you to go back and listen to my conversation with my nephew the other day. That was that was pretty sweet. That was good. That was cool. That was a Christmas podcast. But y'all, this torturous boondoggle of a damn Biden administration, the fiscal policies, there has to be somebody to stand up. There absolutely has to. And if you and I don't, I don't know who, there, nobody will. Absolutely nobody will. You want to watch this country go down the drain? There it goes. It's because don't be a kitty cat. Yeah, I'll put it like that. Don't be a kitty cat. Stand up. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to put something on social media. Don't be scared to tweet something. Don't be scared to put something on Instagram that you think might offend people. Don't be don't be scared to stand up for America. Don't be scared to stand up for the Constitution. Don't be scared to stand up for morality. And until next time, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you then. Adios.